Welcome to Continued Conversations. I'm Brad Dexter, your host, along with Tim Banach and Claire Thielen. In this season of our podcast, we're taking the opportunity to explore the stories of people that are living with a variety of different neurological conditions. We'll converse about different diagnoses with experts, but what we'll learn there won't tell the entire story. Behind each of those diagnoses is an actual person, an individual, and a support system navigating grief, hopefulness, and developing resiliency. Join us for their journeys. Welcome back to Continued Conversations. Today we have Tess Sunderland with us. Tess, you want to say hi to the audience? Hi, everyone. We're happy to have Tess with us. Um, You know, one of the things that stuck out to me when we were doing our roundtable discussion with, with Dr. Snell and Kayla... Uh, on a previous podcast was just that, hey, recovery after a brain injury doesn't just stop after this short period of time. It it continues happening. Um, And and Tess, I think you're a great example of that. You have had your, well, you had a brain injury 12-ish years ago now. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there have been a few like snags here and there, but by and large, like you've just continued to recover and make changes in your life in general. So we thought you would just be a unique individual to have a conversation with and learn from you, really. Okay. Um, Would you mind just kind of going through your story, walk through your story with us? So um, this is maybe 2010 or so, Mm -hmm. I think is what you said was when your original injury was. Talk to us about Tess at that time. Who who is Tess? What was going on in your life and, and what happened? Well... I was pretty recently graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I went to Colorado College, and I was kind of traveling around with different archaeology companies. Okay. And let's see, I finally got up in New Mexico where I wanted to be for so long yeah and i got there and the first day i don't remember i guess it was a few hours but i was struck by lightning Mm. then wow so our archaeology was your field of study Mm -hmm. you've been looking for a job you just got a job in new mexico Mm -hmm. and that that happened. Can you tell yep. us, just tell us a little bit more about you. Like what, what did you enjoy doing? What were some of your passions? What were the things that uh, you, you were looking for? Obviously you were a college student, graduated, and you were all looking forward to working and making money at that mm-hmm. point, right? But exactly. what, what else did you enjoy doing? Um, I really like outdoor activities, Mm -hmm. snowboarding, rock climbing. Um, I like going to concerts. Mm -hmm. I like, oh gosh, um, doing yoga. Okay. Um, I mean, you were just, so just very active, yeah. for one, very social, yeah. and loved the outdoors, right? Yep. And that's still very much part of who you are on this side of your injury as well, yes. right? Yes. So can you maybe then just walk us, you know, walk us through some of the recovery that you have had since that point in time? So, you know, it. you can probably briefly do this too, but you, 
just take us through like hospitalization and, and rehab types of stories, okay? And then we'll okay. ask some questions from there. Um, well, I don't remember being hit by lightning, yeah. but apparently I was hit by lightning and flown to the Albuquerque Hospital. Okay. And I don't remember being there, mm -hmm. but I guess I was pretty out of it. Mm. So Dr. Snell talked to us about, you know, brain injury is kind of this, this large sweeping category and there's different types of brain injuries. You might have what we call a concussion, which could be considered a mild TBI or a traumatic brain injury where there's an accident or even like what's called an anoxic brain mm -hmm. injury, right? Where you're lacking oxygen. And I, I believe that was kind of what happened for you with the, with the lightning strike, correct? Well, it wasn't anoxic. Was not anoxic. It was traumatic. Okay, they called it traumatic. Yeah. Good. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. I guess that's that. So as you went through your recovery, I mean, you kind of highlighted already. Gosh, I don't remember a lot from the beginning of my recovery, right? So mm -hmm. memory-wise, that was impacted. Did you have? anything impacted with speech or from a physical aspect oh, of your yeah. life? And can you talk to us about that? Well, obviously my speech stinks. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I know, I, know it, I, I know it's come a long way. So I have, I have to give yeah. you kudos on that. And I know that you're self-aware of it, but you do a phenomenal job. Thank so you. You're welcome. So I'm, always constantly working on my speech. Mm -hmm. I am actually just now walking without my walker, okay. which is scary <laughs> and tiring. So you have been walking with a walker for years, yes, right? Forever. Okay. So you've needed that for your balance to make sure that you don't fall? Yes. Okay. And you're just starting to kind of take more steps without it then, huh? Correct. Wow. And, and again, 12 years post-injury. This amazing. is, yeah, that's really cool, Tess. That's really cool. That is cool. Thanks. I think it's really neat that I didn't feel comfortable trying it until this time. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right. That's cool. I, so I'm, I'm going to rewind just a little bit here because I, I think, you know, you went to, you talked about the uh, the hospital in Albuquerque and I think mm -hmm. you went to Craig Hospital in Denver after yeah. that for an acute rehab stay. Mm -hmm. And then you came to QLI in Omaha for mm -hmm. quite a while for this post-hospital rehab um, that was pretty intense as well. Yep. And then from there, you went home again, right? Mm -hmm. And were you living on your own? Were you living with your family? What did that look like? I was, well, wow. I went back home to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Then my family decided to move to New Mexico. Okay. And I moved to Mexico with them. I lived in kind of adjoining, uh, adjoining house there. Okay. And just about, oh, three or 
four maybe years ago, I moved out okay. into the city, okay. and my best friend lives with me. She, she's been amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm just I'm thinking back to you know who's Tess. You know you were right on the verge of, um, you know obviously working, starting your first job, you graduated yeah. from college, gained, like had a lot of independence and autonomy in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And in many ways, a lot of that was kind of taken from you in that moment. Yep. But your family and your friends, right, your best friend, they've really done a good job of trying to help create that for you again, right? Mm-hmm. And, and give that back to you over the years, which I think is really, really cool, right? They know what your passions are, they know what yeah. your interests are, and and obviously you've had a big role in trying to drive some of that as mm-hmm. well. And um, I think that's really, really awesome that you guys have kind of continued to monitor that and to make changes. You haven't just said, well, this is the way that Tess is mm-hmm. and this is the way that she's going to be. We're going to look at like what she enjoys and where she wants to be and, yeah. and make you a part of the decision-making process because it is your life, it's right? It's constantly changing yeah. too. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you don't have much memory mm-hmm. following. What are some of your first memories? Um, probably I remember being in the hospital in Denver. So I don't remember the Mexico ICU. I don't remember anything from that. So probably Colorado, the Actually, I was in Colorado. Okay, okay. And so do you think at that time, do you remember, you know, just waking up or kind of having that, like, lucid moment in your family being like, this is what happened to you? And what was that like? Um, what was that like? It wasn't, it wasn't like I woke up and was aware. I woke up and was pretty out of it for several months Mm. and I guess I was really lucky with nurses they have at the hospital and my parents moved Mm -hmm. there with me. That's awesome. You know, you talk about how rehab's constantly changing. You're still working on these things. What drives you? What motivates you today? That's a good question. I'm kind of back here for this reboot because I kind of lost a lot of what made me me Hmm. during COVID. You know, it just, nothing was the same and I never got back to it. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's maybe an aspect that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, um, for for individuals that are, you know, struggling with a lot of just normal life, um, mm-hmm. you throw a, a brain injury on top of that, and then COVID kind of messes everyone's routine up. I can imagine that can be, um, you know, make things a little bit tougher. For oh, everyone. yeah. Much tougher, actually. Yeah. So are you, are you focusing on getting back to hiking or rock climbing or be getting outdoors again? Is that kind of, um, are those some of your goals? Well, in the winter, I do the adaptive snowboarding. Actually, 
I am the only one who does snowboarding at her mountain in Santa Fe. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. And, oh, I'm back to rock climbing. I don't go outdoors yet. Okay. But we might see that happen someday. Um, yoga, just lots of stuff. Yeah, I've heard uh, yoga is a, a big passion of yours. It is a yeah. very big passion. I've been doing it for 15, no, maybe more like 20 years. Okay, that's cool. So, Tess, you were talking about the COVID thing, kind of just derailing maybe some of Oh, some of the good mojo that you had, right? Mm -hmm. And and like getting out into the community, I'm assuming, um, you know, going to different events. Obviously, the world kind of shut down. And it it yeah. changed a lot of that, right? Um, again, just with the length of time that you've had since your injury, you know, could you could you maybe give like a description from you know the time of your injury until now? If if you're thinking about like what it looked like on a graph over time. Was it just this constant upward type of recovery thing, or were there little dips along the way? What you know, what did it, what did it do? Can you talk about that? Well, let's see. I had my accident. I came here, mm -hmm. was getting better, went home, moved to New Mexico, kind of had this life going on. And then I had this stroke. Okay. And that was roughly 2019. Yeah, right. 2019. So, so you just like you went over like nine years right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it those those nine years, huge. do you feel you feel like those nine years were kind of like this constant upward motion for you then? I feel like it was kind of at a halt. Okay. When I had my stroke. Okay. I feel like I didn't really know what I was doing, mm. what I was doing it for. Mm -hmm. um, and my stroke, it it's a bad thing that happened, but it's kind of a good thing in a way because mm. I got to focus more on everything that was important to me. It's mm -hmm. great perspective. Tess, you have been through, I mean, just on your journey, you've, you've been in rehab facilities, you've done some amount of outpatient therapy, right? You've lived with your family, you've, you've kind of, you know, conquered things that you didn't think would be realities and, and maybe yeah. there's still some stuff out there for you too. I'm, I'm kind of curious from your perspective, you know, what, what advice would you give to healthcare providers that are working with you, whether that's therapists or maybe people that are in CNA types of roles, like, you know, um, help us understand. Yeah. I'd say, um, never give up. I mean, it's obvious, but, I'm walking now, yeah. and I hadn't really walked before. Yeah, that's a big thing. Dream I'm, so dream big for people. Yeah, I like that. Um, 
gosh, I don't know. Um, you know, you mentioned um, you were you you felt lucky for the nurses that you had yes, your initial I injury. Did. When you say that, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like what? How? Describe the care that you received early on, or the care that you're still receiving today, and how that impacts you day to day, or maybe that motivates you a little more because of um, some of the care that you're receiving. Um. Well, obviously, I don't remember the ICU mm-hmm. right after the accident, but after that, I went to Craig mm-hmm. in Denver and people there were just so, I don't know, so positive, almost, but not in like an annoying way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kind? Mm Mm-hmm. Kind, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm gonna, I'm kind of jumping off of that question too, Tim, and Tess, there's a, a class that you know, Michaela Wittes, who was your mm-hmm. first PT, you know, way back when, when you were mm-hmm. at QLI, she and I have taught this class at um, one of the local universities to their PT program for years and years. And uh, one of the points of the class is like, hey, build a relationship with people, know who they are, right? Yeah. You have these skills as a healthcare provider that that you can be helpful with. But unless you really like get to know who that person is mm-hmm. and what, what motivates them, what, what really drives them and gets them out of bed in the morning, it's hard to like really make an impact with those skills, right? And so yeah. it's, it's uh, I think that's one thing that I've, you know, as an outsider looking in, but have, have been able to kind of watch some of your recovery from afar over the years is I've, I've always kind of been struck at just the relationships that you've built with so many people and, and and vice versa, you know, the people that have done that with you as well. And I think that's impacted your care time and again. And it's not, uh, I guess it's not just, you know, therapists or nurses. We have so many other, you know, people that have kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, come around you, not just at QLI, but at, at Craig and other places as well that, um, you know, we've talked in the past about these learning mantras that we use, and one of them is motivate with meaning, but a couple other that I've heard from you throughout this conversation are support for success, right? You just have, you have the right people around you, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you've constantly kind of looked at if something, maybe if there's a dip in that graph that I was talking about, if yeah. there's a dip at some point, those people kind of come around and they, they provide the right amount of support or maybe yep. get you to a place that um, you can get the right support, right? Yep. And then being just outside your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I, you know, just this time saying, you know, I'm, I'm back here and this is the first time in 12 years that I've been walking without my yep. walker regularly. And, you know, I remember a day where you had someone constantly holding on to your yeah. hips and following you around campus and you've walked with a walker for a long time now too. But mm-hmm. um yeah, what what courage, you know, it, it takes to kind of step outside of that comfort zone and to have the right amount of support around you here to maybe achieve something new at this Thank stage. You That's so really cool. Much. And I feel like QLI is perfect opportunity. I mean, you come here, you're surrounded by amazing people who work here 
and who wants you to? Well, I mean, that was a really big thing for me. These, I worked with these people who wanted me to do well, who wanted me to get out of this whatever funk I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe a final question for you then, Tess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for someone else that, and this was a while ago for you now, but for someone else that maybe is new to having a brain injury mm-hmm. or, hey, maybe they're in a similar position. COVID mm-hmm. really hit them hard and it got them out of these routines. Like, what kind of advice would you give to that person that might create hope? Oh, man. Well... I would say, don't ever doubt yourself. Like, you can do a lot more than you think you can. Mm. And don't be afraid, because I was afraid for a little while, obviously. And I think I just decided this time around, I'm going to walk, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. That's great. Yeah. Tess, thank you again for joining us for this conversation. Um, Yeah, we're thrilled to get the time with you. And thanks for sharing a bit of your story, both some of the ups and the downs. And uh, listener, we we hope that this was uh, inspiring in some way for you and that you learned from the conversation as well. Thanks for joining the conversation with us today. If you found it helpful, please share with your family and friends. You can learn more about us at continuetelerehab.com or check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook.